Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. We are, of course, talking about the weekly flex plays for week three of the NFL slates. Brandon, it's going to be a good one once again. What a wild start to the season, man. Like, There's definitely guys popping up that we didn't quite expect, but we were quite high in these rookies. I would say like these rookie wide receivers in particular, and so far these guys are smashing. And uh, yep. we're going to chat about a few of them in our flex plays because where they were being drafted, a lot of these guys are flex plays. But, man, there's been so much good content over at the DFS Army website. So for those of you who aren't actively going to our website, go check it out, dfsarmy.com. There's, of course, a link in the show description below. Go check out our – I guess we're like the little – we're like the little – not quite the stepchild, but, you know, like, you know, like the little brother station to our DFS we're, Army and much. content every single day. For all of your DFS lineups. But of course, we're here to talk about season long weekly fantasy football, Brandon. And for those of you new to the show, first of all, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. We know there's so much content out there, but we're here yeah. to talk about some of our favorite flex decisions because really, you know, that's the hardest part of our weekly lineup setting is which guy you're going to rock in that flex spot. So, Brandon, let's not bury the lead. Give me your favorite flex play of the week. All right, brother. This is the time of the rookie breakout. I think week three, we are starting to figure out what people are trying to do with these guys. And I feel like this man has been, he should have production that hasn't been obtained yet just because of really just Jameis Winston. But right now, Chris Olave is leading the league in air yards at 330 freaking air yards right now. Um, that's just a lot of untapped production that hasn't been connected yet. And once they do connect for those deep shots, that is going to be a monster week whenever Olave does that. And I think it could be quite possibly this week because when they're going against the Carolina Panthers this week, he's got a new, he's got one of the best matchups for the saints this week against uh, CJ Henderson. Um, He JC Horn is going to be too busy um, covering Michael Thomas on the outside to go over and uh, pay attention to Olave. So if the Saints were smart, they would try and go against the other corner, and that is C.J. Henderson. It's a neutral matchup for Chris Olave. Um, Henderson's not a bad corner, but he is a neutral corner. Um, so he, Olave is a top talent. Um, he's drafted as a top talent. He's one of the best run, route runners in this draft class. He goes deep. I, I, I think I saw a stat of uh, – on Twitter uh, about the average depth of target uh, from the last game. And like his last, like four to five targets were over like 30 yards <laughs> each. Well, I... So they are trying, they are trying to get this guy deep and they're trying to splash down the field with this guy. And if it, when it connects, he's going to go for a monster game. I just feel like this is a game where he can actually do that. And uh, they can scheme him open and get him some free routes over the middle and get him open and, and uh, go against this Panther D because this Panther D is very tough against the past defenses. Um, but I think Chris Olave is the key for the Saints against the Carolina Panthers this week. Yeah, man. I mean, Chris Olave, he continues to get the air yards, which you talked about. I mean, that's kind of classic yeah. James Winston, right? I mean, it's, it's yep. very on Brown for, brand for the yep. guy. The, I mean, Michael Thomas... Man, I, I had a, a choice in in the Scott Fishbowl between Michael Thomas and Chris Olave, and uh, you know I'm starting to regret my my, my Chris Olave yeah. decision because yeah. granted this was early July. Michael yeah. Thomas is that dog man. He's still going to be the, the number one guy, but 
Chris Olave is clearly getting his. Uh, we got Bali in the house, and he's got a flex question here. So I'm assuming that's going to sure. be Curtis Samuel, Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, or Devonta Smith. Well, I, I think, you know, for, for me on this one, I'm still probably going to be leaning Daryl Henderson. You know, of course, the Rams are going up against Arizona. He is, unfortunately, still the lead dog. The, the thing that worries me about Henderson is that I'm still convinced Cam Akers is a better overall running back than Daryl Henderson is. Mm-hmm. I guess there's been some some murmurs out there that Cam Akers has been in the doghouse the last few weeks, which is why he's not getting an opportunity share. But, I mean, the Rams want to continue to win games. And they're going up against a, a tough Arizona team this week. I mean, look, they had a gritty win last week. Um, you talked about Devonta Smith as a potential mm-hmm. nice player, but again, that opportunity share just isn't great for me. And no. Curtis Samuel, or or is Curtis Samuel to play? I don't know. Maybe Curtis Samuel's play. Kurt, I, I was I, I'm going Curtis Samuel because he yeah. is the lead target in this Washington offense as of right now, guys. Um, we got to adjust to what we're seeing, and it seems like this coaching staff is absolutely in love with Curtis Samuel. I think just yeah. him being injured the last couple of years has made these guys just go insane, the fact that they haven't been able to use him, and I think they just want to get as much out of him as much as possible before he does get hurt again because yeah. he will get hurt again. Um, but he is the number one target in that offense as of right now, um, which is crazy with the, with an offense with uh, Terry McLaurin in it. Um, but it just seems like Winston or uh, uh, Carson Wentz has a very, very good connection with Curtis Samuel because it's easy throws. It's easy throws for him. It makes yeah. it it makes it easy for that offense to move the chains when you're just dumping off these little these little five yard routes and he can just take t- and just yak it yak for your team. So. Honestly, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with Curtis Samuel because I know what I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna get uh, six, seven, eight targets out of him. I know I'm gonna get some rushes in some high priority areas. Um, I, I just okay. I just feel I Curtis Samuel's my guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm going back on it. It's too it's too ambiguous between Henderson and Acres every single week. Devonta yep. Smith, you simply can't trust Curtis Samuel. He's a smash every week. Why would it not be this yeah. week? So you know. He is. <laughs> Leave it, leave it to the the commanders where this is going to be the week where Samuel falls flat in his face. But yeah, you know, right. Listen, we got a small sample size of two games, and he is the dog. We got good neighbor sports coming at us. He's debating between Brees Hall and Brandon Ayuk in the flex PPR this week. To me, this is an easy one. I'm going Brees Hall. What do you think, Brandon? Oh man, um, we were just talking about Brandon Ayuk. He has a horrible matchup this week, so I would go Brees Hall. Um, Brees Hall is going to get the work. Uh, he's going to get pass work. He, th- this offense is – it's insane. Their pay, The rate of pay, pace of play is actually really high. They are getting a lot of plays in. Um, I don't know exactly where they're sitting at, but it seems like they are getting a ton of plays off I- each and every game. Um, yeah. They seem like they're in it all the time, and uh, I'm excited to see what they do this week as well. But Brees Hall is my guy too. I, I'd go Brees too. Yeah, I mean, listen. So one of we're going to talk about um, one of my favorite flex plays of the week, and it's actually going to be Michael Carter. So that goes a little bit against Brees Hall, of course. Yep. But that's more so because Carter's been so impressive. I mean, Brees Hall so far is still getting. They're not running a lot, but close to seven carries a game. He's getting five and a half targets a game, including a thirty-six yeah. percent snap share. Again, not great, but the team is. Listen, the Jets go this week, of course, are going up against. I've had I'm going up against Cincinnati, so absolutely they're going to be have an opportunity to to put some fantasy points. And Brees Hall, at some point, is going to break out because he is an elite talent. And the Jets, 
they're running a lot of plays in the game. They really are, like you, like you mentioned, Brandon. So for me, yeah, it's, it's got to be Brees Hall. Brandon, he's just too inconsistent. He's just too inconsistent well, I, right now. I, I, I like the fact that, I mean, uh, with Jimmy in the offense, it should make things run a little bit smoother uh, as, as for, you know, just managing the game. So if Ayuk is open, I'm sure yeah. Jimmy can get him the ball. But I just have did a feeling notice, that uh, that what did what's you, that? Did you notice last week that that uh, Garoppolo like so one of the, his biggest criticisms was he wouldn't wasn't pushing the ball down the field. Well, he was starting to push the ball down the field early in the game last week. Yeah. So that, I mean that's obviously going to favor Brandon Ayuk. But for me, it's just you talk about the opportunity and you talk about those explosive plays. I'm mm-hmm. still going to go with Brees Hall. He's probably going to have more opportunities to have the ball in his hand. And Brees Hall, at some point, he's going to break away some of these big runs. Um, yeah. Michael Carter, actually, even though he's in quick, is third in the league in terms of explosive plays. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. Brees Hall is that guy. All right, yeah, Brees Hall is stuck, okay. dude. Yeah, and, and you know what, Bali, going back to our original conversation, I don't know if it's the same league, but I'm still going Curtis Samuel over Ramondre Stevenson. Damian Harris is hurt, but it sounds like he's going to yep. play. And it's just yep. you, you can't trust that backfield, especially against Baltimore. Baltimore is going to be pissed off. And I am extremely worried as, as a Patriots fan that they're going to get just destroyed by the Ravens this week. I, I think it's going to happen. Now, obviously, that favors Stevenson, who's primarily going to be the pass-catching back, but Damian Harris is still seeing looks out of the backfield as well. So I'm, I'm still leaning Curtis Samuel this week. Um, and you know what? Let me, let me just have a quick look here at the over-unders for that week for the Washington game. Uh, let's see here as we just talk. So it's got a 47.5 over-under. We know the Eagles are going to put up points. I, I would go Curtis Samuel, man. And mm-hmm. listen... I have to say, if Carson Wentz comes out and produces once again against the Eagles this week, like Wentz is kind of the real deal, dude. He's a real yep. deal. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into one of my flex plays. Let's get into one of my flex plays. And okay, this isn't a homer pick. I swear, I, I promise you, this isn't a homer pick. But for the same reason that Ramondre Stevenson is going to get those potential third down backs because they're going to be playing from behind, Jacoby Myers going up against the Ravens to me is a solid. Flex play. This was a guy you were getting around nine, around ten. You weren't really sure, and obviously last week was a Nelson Aguilar week. But Jacoby Myers continues to put up an insane target share. He had thirteen targets last week against the Ravens, and through two weeks, he's actually averaging twenty nine percent of a target share, which is fourteenth in the league. Um, wow. Yeah. So, and the thing that's interesting is that like Jacoby Myers, he's kind of like a you know you think like passes close to the line of scrimmage, but he actually ranks eleven. Brandon eleven in terms of air yards per game with 103. So they are getting him the ball further down from the line of scrimmage. And frankly, like the Ravens, like they're coming off an embarrassing loss last year. Embarrassing. And one thing I've known as, you know, for watching the years is Bill Belichick sucks at um, defending against the running quarterback. And let that's Lamar. He is, he is the coup de grace of the running quarterback. So they're going to have to catch up. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Kobe Myers could legit get 10 receptions this week in your PPR leagues. He's going to be a smash. And listen, you, you could pray. You can maybe pray for one of those touchdowns. It ain't going to happen. But you just talk about in your PPR leagues, he's going to put up 15 points. That's what you want in your wide receiver, too. You're playing him as a flex play. So, Jacoby Myers, nice, safe play with a little bit of upside this week. I like it. All right. Give me your number two, brother. I'm going right back to my rookie class. I, I was I talked about him last week, but last week, the, because of how bad the blowout was, there was no fourth quarter for Traylon Burks. Um, yeah. He did not come out in the fourth quarter, so he didn't wasn't able to finish it off for everybody that I was hoping to get. Um, but I think this week he's gonna the, this team. It's two zero and two teams. Okay, it's the Raiders and the Titans. 
this team, this game has to break out. I just feel like this game has to break out due to the fact that both teams are up against it. Um, they have to win this game. So I, I, I feel like there's going to be plenty of points in this game. I think it's, I think both teams are going to be super aggressive. Um, Kevin Phillips, the other rookie wide receiver for the Titans, is out. Um, that is more more uh, opportunity share for Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks is uh, the n- number one rookie wide receiver um, at, for yards per route run. Um, he's seventh in the league overall. So yeah, when elite. he – that's elite. So when he is on the field, the defenses know that he's getting the ball and they still can't stop this guy. Um, they still can't figure out how to stop him. He is – he is still getting open. He's still finding those soft areas. They're get, I love the drag routes. That the, the delayed drag routes from the opposite side of the field coming across is Traylon Burke's um, recipe for success. I love that so much, and I think it's going to happen more and more. Um, I just feel with the Kevin Phillips in, injury, I think Traylon Burks wow. is going to actually have a spike in snap share this week, and that could mean more production. So I am again riding with my boy Traylon Burks, the Arkansas Razorback, and I think he's just going to actually break out a little bit. I think this is a rookie week, breakout week for a lot of guys. Um, I'm going to be talking, all three of them are going to be rookie flex plays for me this week. Yeah, what's what's kind of disgusting about Traylon Burks is that you look at his target share and he's got a twenty percent target share. He's only mm-hmm. played forty one percent of snaps, which is just <laughs> insane. Which is just horrendous, just right? And he's only averaging five and a half targets a game. So it's, it's kind of what we feared about the Titans this year is that maybe they're just going to be inept. Ryan Tannehill, look, it's hard to blame Tannehill when he doesn't have any real wide receiver options. Like Traylon Burks is good, but he's still a rookie. Robert Woods has done absolutely nothing. Robert Woods looks his age coming off a major was I think it was the ACL injury for Robert yeah, Woods last year. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. it doesn't look good. Now, Ball is asking us a tough question, Brandon. Are you, sure. ta- are you starting start? Burks or Olave? Olave, he has a better for matchup. Me, yeah, for me, it's Olave as well. I just it's don't Olave. trust the Titans offense definitively. Um, I, I think Vegas is going to take this one, man. I, I think that mm-hmm. they just they completely outman. They have to win. Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee is going to go 0-3 and... Going from the uh, the number one team in the AFC last year, going into the playoffs, to just probably missing the playoffs. Now they could come back because their division is horrible. We thought the Colts were going to be the real deal. They suck too. So it's I mean, terrible. Look, the AFC South is a, is kind of a, a disaster. But um, yeah, in in the decision of Olave over Burks, you got to rock with Olave. Yeah, his um, his unrealized air yards are just too high to ignore. Like that, mean there's so much potential there. It's just too hard to ignore for me. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so I'm going to pivot over to the running back position. And sure. we already talked about it a little bit. I, you know, I teased it, but let's get a little bit more detail about Michael Carter. Michael Carter was going like round 11, round 12. Like he was free in drafts because we were so high on Brees Hall. And yeah, for anybody who has Brees Hall in their fantasy team, it's going to be a weekly flex decision to start with. It's going to get to the point where I think, I hope, Brees Hall really does differentiate himself. And maybe it's just going to be like a, a, lightning, a, a lightning and thunder type situation where you can start both. Michael mm-hmm. Carter and Brees Hall. The problem is, is that they are throwing the ball a ton. Too so much. where these players yeah. are getting their production is actually going to be through the passing game, which we like, which we do like, but it also means it's going to open up for Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, uh, Corey Davis is still there. But this week, listen, Michael Carter is still, at least as of now, the lead back going up against Cincinnati. He ranks second in targets for running backs with a, with 14 targets to start the season. He's got a 60% snap share, which is, not quite what we expected. We, we would have figured maybe the reverse, but so far yeah. it's 60%. Um, and he's number two 
in in the league in terms of route runs for a running back with 49 routes run. Again, that's led to 12 receptions. And this is what's wild to me. This is the most wild stat for me. It's he ranks third in breakaway runs with three. Okay. He's what? not the fastest dude. Yeah, exactly. He's had he's got a four, five, nine, but he's got a 97th percentile agility score, meaning that he might not be the quickest dude, but he's able to make a man miss. And then he's able to get yards after that. So Michael Carter, in terms of just that, those high caloric plays, like he seems to be doing it because generally speaking, again, we want a running back to kind of does it all, runs the ball and catches the ball. But if you had to choose, you'd want a third down back when they're not actually running the ball, which is exactly what Michael Carter is. So he's a fantastic play. I'm starting him every single week as my as one of my RB2s in, in a league, and he's smashing for me every single week. And uh, listen, just take it to the bank, baby. Yeah, just be be happy that you if you decide to you know take that plunge, you you definitely won on that because you got value on. There's no chance that you didn't get value on Michael Carter where he was going in drafts. Right oh, absolutely. And listen, this is one of those situations where some, sometimes the wet blanket is also the most sobering blanket. And Alan Sislowski constantly was telling yep. us, "Listen, Michael Carter, he's being slept on. He's being slept on." So he yep. said, "You know what, Mike or Al, you're right. You're right. I'm going to draft him in a few leagues." And so far, where I've drafted him, even in point five PPR leagues, I think he's doing well. He's doing very, yeah, very well. All right, Brian, crazy. give me another guy. Well, I'm going to the Tasmanian Devil himself down south in Texas, baby. We're going there to we go. Houston. Damian Pierce is – this is the week. This is the week. This is it. Rex Burkhead is going to fade a little bit in the in this uh, game script of this game against the Bears. I think this is the first game the Texans have that they can actually stay with pace of the game and not be on the defensive the whole entire time where they can actually possibly control the pace of the game with, with Damian Pierce and not get pulled off for third down and long uh, snaps. I think this is the time where Damian Pierce actually get is able to break that hundred yard mark and possibly get and get into that end zone for you. Um, I'm, I'm starting him in our flex league. Uh, I'm all in. I'm, I'm actually starting him over Chris Olave um, in a, one spot because I, I feel like Damian Pierce is being slept on right now just because of Rex Burkhead. Um, just, I think they, the, the Houston Texans did the typical, you know, let's let's just work the, the rookie running back in. Let's just break him in solid. This is week three, man. That we know that Damian Pierce is a is a very good running back. Lovey Smith, all he has is all he keeps saying is we get, we're gonna get him more touches. We gotta get him more touches. And I feel like this is the first game they've had all season where they I think the Texans are gonna be in control of this game. So um yeah. I feel like the Texans will win this game. Um, so that's my prediction on this one. He will win this game. Damian Pierce and Brandon cooks are going off in this game. The only thing, well, the only thing, there's a bunch of things that worry me about this game, Brandon. I'm not going to lie to you. It's two bad teams going up against it. Mm -hmm. Chicago bears have looked horrible. Absolutely putrid. They've looked, they've looked just absolutely putrid. Obviously week one, Rex Burkhead was the guy. We all kind of fell off our chairs. We're like, what the fuck are you doing? Love you. Let's, let's get the guy in. And the narrative last week was, okay, we got to get more touches for Damian Pierce. This week, again, they reiterated they want to get more touches for Damian Pierce. The over-under on this game is 39, okay? Yeah. The, <laughs> the Bears That's, are Is that the lowest points. of the week? Is that the lowest of the week? It's It was the second lowest versus the Thursday night game. The, uh, oh the Browns God. versus Pittsburgh was at 38 points. So the implied that, that makes me happy. The lower the yeah. dude, that makes me happy. That that means 
that means the story that running backs do well in low scoring over and under I and mean, low over and under games. Like it seems like running backs are like the only guys that succeed in those types of games yeah. to me over the years of watching them. Um, I'm actually more, you saying that makes me more bullish on it. So um, I like well, that, but go ahead continue so what you're saying. The implied team total mm-hmm. for those Houston Texans is 18 points. That's a two big. touchdowns. Brandon cooks, Damian Pierce. <laughs> there you go. That's there it. <laughs> That's um, how I got it. What could possibly go wrong? Listen, in, in one, so one of my home leagues is only a 10 person league and we have shit pretty shallow benches. Like it's only five uh, players on the bench. Um, yeah. Somebody dropped Darnell Mooney and I grabbed him off of the waiver wire this week. Dude, what are we doing with him? Like, I that's a, that's so, a, I, I was super high on him throughout the summer. I've been, I was trading for him all over the place. Yeah. I feel like a complete dunce doing that right now. Like, I was expecting like 130 targets for Darnell Mooney this year. Honestly, I was like, I was expecting a big workload and he's getting none of it. What's going what on? What I will tell you, what I will tell you is, I will re- reiterate, reiterate to the people. If you guys think the Chicago Bears are going to just be a historically bad team for the year, then yeah, you don't want to go and target Darnell Mooney. But if you assume that things are going to regress back to the mean, there's still a professional NFL team. We still like Justin Fields and his ability to push the ball down the field. Do you really think that after two abysmal games where Mooney's getting, what, like two, three targets per game? Do you mm-hmm. really think you're going to not try to go to him and just force feed him the ball? It's the same thing for Cole Komet. Cole Komet, you know, listen, like in your standard league, maybe you don't want to go push for Cole Komet or rock him on your on your uh, bench because I don't I don't subscribe to having multiple tight ends, uh, including like one on the bench. But Darnell Mooney, to me, is going to get – he's going to get his. It's going to come back. Small sample size. Now is the time to buy because people yep. don't give a shit about last year, entire season worth of data. All they look at is two games where one of them is in a monsoon. Okay? Yep. Darnell Mooney is a buy low type candidate right now. You can't start him. You're not starting him this week for the reason we just talked, talked about why I'm worried about Damian Pierce. You cannot start Darnell Mooney this week, but he's a guy you want on your bench because once you see it and the Chicago Bears realize, okay, this is how we're going to have success. We're going to get the ball in the hands of our best player. And that is Darnell Mooney, who's explosive. He's quick as hell. He's agile. There's a reason he broke out last year. Trust the process. Have him ride the pine this week. And hopefully we see some positive trends in that direction. Okay, we got another question from Bali because he's in 18,000 leagues, which we love, Bali, because you're degenerate just like us. This one's easy for me. Who are you starting? Carter, Gibson, or Connor? If Connor plays, again, he's a true game-time decision, Bali. So that's a little bit risky. I don't think he's going to play this week. So if James Connor does play, I would say probably give him the nudge simply because you want to piece that offense, but it's risky, right? If he gets hurt again... You're screwed. My second choice is Antonio Gibson. Yeah. The dog. He's the big dog. Michael Carter's still flex play. He's good, but he makes him Brees Hall there. Antonio Gibson's guaranteed workload. So for me, it's probably Connor. Although if you want to just play it completely safe, Antonio Gibson's probably your safest option there. So I I'm I'm pretty sure the Philly get uh Washington game is gonna be a weather game. That, that makes me more bullish on the running back position. Um, I think Gibson's the guy there. If, if Connor doesn't roll, it's Gibson to me. Oh, God. Jalen Hurts. Oh, sweet mercy. Dude, he's just sweet murdering mercy. this league right now. Just give him those long-ass uh, studs at the bottom of his, of his cleats, and he's just going to oof. Ooh, he's just going to run. He, he, he might – yeah, he might end up with like two rushing touchdowns if if, the, if it gets real muddy. Love it, so. love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay. Uh, 
Give me another flex play, Brandon DeAdam on 19 on Twitter. All right. I you you didn't like this one when I was talking about it, but I really like it. Um, I think Sterling Shepard is a guy right now. I think he 10 targets last week. I, I was just on player profiler looking up his uh cornerback matchup of the week, and he's gonna be matched up against Jordan Lewis. That's a minus coverage rating for him, minus 14 coverage rating. Um, and he Jordan Lewis is giving up 10.1 fantasy points per game right now. I feel like the Giants are starting to feel it a little bit. I think they are starting to understand that they actually are a talented team. Um, they got a coach that's getting getting the right guys the, the ball at the right time. Um, I, D, uh, Daniel Jones looks like a court like a competent quarterback. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. crazy when you got a when you got a coach that's gonna actually give you those easy completions. And that's what Sterling Shepard does for this offense is that he, him coming out of the slot, it makes it so easy for uh, Jones just to just to dump it off and let let uh, Sterling Shepard do his thing. And if he's getting anywhere near ten targets, I want that in my flex spot. I I, I have him stacked up uh, with with Daniel Jones in several leagues. Um, going this week, I, I I think that's a very nice uh, little little uh, last game of the week hammer of Sterling Shepard um, coming in on Monday night. What do you think, Brandon, about Kenny Galladay coming out and saying publicly he deserves more opportunities? He, I don't know what ever happened, but he apparently he emptied out his locker after the game last yeah. week when he got he's what two snaps. Yeah, he's a joke. It's just, uh, it's, I, I think they're just, you know, I think they're just managing their bad investment. You know, I think they understood that he's a bad investment. And I think he just isn't winning those 50-50 contested balls like he was. You know, he like when did, he was yeah. in Detroit, I think Matt, Matt Stafford puts the ball in better places for him to be able to do that. And I don't know if DJ's accurate enough to do that and put it or yeah. trust Galladay enough to do that. So I think... I think DJ's all about just taking the easy completions, man. And that's what Sterling Shepard does for that offense. He's he's that veteran that's come in and just helped out that offense quite a bit, to be honest. He's a chain mover, and he does get red zone looks, and he's been there forever with DJ. He's got chemistry. I like I like Sterling Shepard a lot. I think he's a damn good – he's under underrated player as well. He is. Well, I mean, listen, he's always been hurt, even last year. Always. He was a player yeah. that I, I kept, like, you know, picking up on my bench – last mm-hmm. season because when he was playing he was getting a lot of targets and that's what you mm-hmm. go for i mean listen like i'm just looking at the uh through, through the kind of this again this is through two weeks but through, he led the team snap share so far with 80 percent. the next highest is kenny is david sills with 60 snap share canarius 20 only has a 24 percent. kenny galladay is 35 percent uh he's the guy just, uh, richie james is second on the team with 23 percent target share it's just it's i'm talking about wide receivers it's just mm-hmm. bad man it's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be Sterling Shepard, and it's going to be Saquon. Those are yep. going to be the two players running that offense. I'm fine with that. And if it, if it's a funnel, then that's what we look for. You know, if if anything, when you're looking for a flex play, it's who is the guy that's getting the consistent volume because those are the guys that are going to end up getting you those you know 15 point games, 15 point weeks, even without a freaking touchdown. Um, they have a safe floor because they they're they're getting the targets and if they get that touchdown then they're pushing into the low 20s and that's a big 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 deal for flex plays so i'm all for sterling shepherd this week let's rock him i like him there you go jen is in the house what's going on jen thanks for tuning in okay i'm gonna go for an easy layup here he's was the top wide receiver drafted in the league this season 
Drake London going up against the Seahawks. Okay, his matchup on paper doesn't look great. He's going against no. against Tariq Woolen, who's six foot four, and he actually has mm-hmm. done pretty well. But mm-hmm. in week one, Cortland Sutton got went four for seventy two. In week two, Debo Samuel went five for or yeah five for six for forty four yards. Of course, he had his, his peripheral rushing um, as well. Drake London is going to get peppered with targets once again. And you were saying that you think it's going to be maybe a Kyle Pitts type game. I do possibly. But Drake Lennon is a fucking dog, man. He's yeah, Drake is going to get his targets. Yeah, so he's going to get his targets. Um, and, of course, last week he went 8 for 12 for 86 yards and a touchdown. I think he's going to put up a very similar line. If he gets double-digit targets, which I mean, who else do they have? They got Kyle Pitts. But what we're finding is that more so this year than even last year. Last year, Kyle Pitts was basically playing a wide receiver, right? He yep. was a glorified 10 end. This year, they actually have Kyle Pitts blocking. So that takes away just from the opportunities to to put up fantasy production, which is fine for Drake London because Drake London is going to continue to get by far the majority of the targets in that offense. Um, I, this might be the last week where I'm going to allow Drake London as a flex play because to me, are we at the point now, are we at the point now where at least in three, where you're starting three wide receivers? Like, yes, he's a locked in wide receiver every single week, right? He's a wide receiver season every week. Yeah, I you know. So, so to start the season. I wasn't starting him. I've got him on one of my teams, and he was running my bench for the last two weeks because I just wanted to make sure. Like week one was okay. Week two, he really kind of came out, and I'm at the point now where I trust him as an every week starter. So this is kind of an easy one. It's kind of a layup, but I think maybe it needs to be said. Drake London is an every week starter, at least in leagues where you start three wide receivers. And when you I don't, if you have multiple flex, like say it's two wide receivers and a flex, like be comfortable starting Drake London because he's not only going to get a safe PPR floor. What did he do in touch in, in college, Brennan? He put up freaking touchdowns. He was yeah. an absolute beast of getting in the end zone. Mm-hmm. He got his first one last week. I think he's going to continue this week. And he's playing. Isn't he? Isn't he lined up against a rookie DB this week? I'm pretty sure his matchup. Um, isn't both. it? I think. I think Woolen. I mean, if, if you think logically, like who are you going to match your big wide receiver up against? You're going to use Tariq Woolen your big. Well, Seattle, they block that. They don't let their guys travel. Um, they yeah. they haven't been letting them travel. So whatever side Drake ends up lining on, it's wh- however um, Arthur Smith wants to use him and attack this defense because Seattle's been known for you know r- since Richard Sherman back then. Why doesn't he travel? He's the elite DB. Blah 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 yeah. blah. It's because they the way they play their defense, they shut down portions of the field and they keep things the same and. It's just so they can play fast and make it simple as possible. And that's what well, they're doing well, with these young cats. Yeah. Well, Drake lines up on the left side of the field predominantly. Yeah. And that's where Tariq Woolen guards okay. on the right side, you know, okay. reverse, right? So, yeah, yep. no, even even a natural matchup. Now, obviously, like when we talk about, you know, who, who we think the cornerbacks are going to be, it's oftentimes maybe 40 to 50% yeah. true coverage rating, right? So, true. because we, they move wide receivers around the formation, but for the, pl- what is it, plurality of the, of the routes, it's probably going to be going up against Drake Wollin, which it's a tough matchup. But, man, one of the things Drake Lennon was also very good at doing in college was 50-50 balls. So we'll see, man. Two, uh, is it, London's 6'5", so 6'5 guy going up against 6'4". It's going to be a fun mm-hmm. battle to watch. Um, truthfully, you got one more. I'm not, yeah, I'm truthfully, Seattle against Atlanta is probably not a game I'd want to watch, but that is a matchup I think I would love to I watch. Like, I like Rashad Penny in that game. Oh, interesting. I don't, okay. I like Rashad Penny because this is if you actually look at the games, this is like the first game where the 
Seattle actually should win this game. Um, I, in yes, my opinion, I think they have. I think they have more talent overall, especially on offense versus that defense. Um, like we were go, we're going over uh, matchups with the wide receivers and corners, and DK Metcalf has a monster matchup this week. Um, has an incredibly great matchup against AJ Terrell. AJ yes. Terrell's just giving up massive plays. Um, DK, this might be a DK Metcalf game. Um, so if you are struggling with that, if you are worried about DK Metcalf, just understand that the matchup is there this week. So maybe Geno Smith can actually take, take advantage of this and actually keep it kind of close and keep the run game in, in play for Seattle. Cause if they can keep the game script close and they can keep running that ball and keep, uh, working that play action for DK, that's more success for DK and Rashad Penny. So, um, I think this is the first game where we can actually see Seattle run their true offense. Cause I think last week they were just emotional dump last week, um, from the first game yeah. with Russ. Um, I think they, I think they prepared all off season to play Russ and they had this thing all, all lined up. So, um, I, I love Rashad Penny this week. I know he has a, it doesn't look good in sleeper projections, but I just feel like if you throw him in a flex and um, you can actually be okay with it. Cause I think he's going to get himself 20 touches this week. It's a safe one. Yeah. We got a question from Jen. So she's got Mike Evans suspended. Don't worry about Jen. I'm burned by that in the league too. She's starting Waddle, <laughs> which I love and flexing Chris Olave. So she's Smart. flexing Olave over Rashad Penny, who we just talked about Elijah Moore, Isaiah Pacheco, of course, and Michael Gallup, who I don't trust coming off. I would say probably it's between Elijah, uh, Elijah Moore, or excuse me, between Chris Olave and Rashad Penny mm-hmm. for me. Because, look, we were talking about it off uh, before the show started. Like, Elijah Moore we like every single week. But just based on the fact that they, one, have three legitimate wide receivers. And Joe Flacco really is distributing the ball pretty evenly between the three <sighs> of them. And then you get to the fact that they've got two very good pass-catching running backs that are both getting between 8 to 12 targets every single freaking week. Yeah. It's, t- it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to trust Elijah yeah. Moore. Rashad Penny, I worry. Like, so in this game, Seattle is a two point favorite. It's basically a coin flip. It's a 42 point over under. So, again, it's probably going to be very low scoring, right? Drake London, we like to, uh, sure, the opportunity, but I don't know, man. To me, I'm still, I like Chris Olave. I think that's the right choice. Chris Olave. Yeah, he's a, it's a boom or bust play, but honestly, the boom is, is the, yeah. It's tantalizing because he could a couple catch like I'm telling you the depth of targets on his go look it up. If you look at the depth of target on his last four four targets, they were above 35 yards. So they are looking deep for this guy. And if he just connects on one of those, that's 10 points. That's 10 points right there because that's going to end up being a touchdown play. So I'm all for if you're if you are going if you're a dog, I'm going to Lave because the high upside there. If you're if you're protecting um, if you, your projection a little bit, I could see Penny being a guy that, cause I think that he is going to get 15 to 20 touches. Yeah. This is the game script for him. Um, but if you are a dog, Olave, I, I think he has that, that Garrett Wilson type upside of last week, you know, like where he just could go off for 150 yards. Yeah. I mean, listen, Crystal Olave is getting 160 air yards per game. Yeah. It's insane, dude. Okay. It's insane that he leads the league right now, Jen. So you talk about it's just massive explosive plays and and, and listen Ken Walker a guy he's get, he's going to be even healthier this week which yeah. my my thought is they're going to continue to work him more and more into the game and uh okay this is, this is pretty sick rest of her team is Kyler Murray AJ Brown Jonathan Taylor Tony Pollard and Ertz 
as a tight end. I, that's just love it. That's just a beautiful. It's thing. filthy. That kind of, hey, how how about our guys, uh, all of our followers and all of our listeners? How about that Kyler Murray Zachert stack we've been preaching all summer? Mm. Tight end five, Kyler uh, QB one. Um, even with even with not even being in a full blown shootout yet, like he's still doing it all with his legs, and he's still that guy. I like he he hasn't ha- been in a massive shootout game yet this year. I, I can't wait for it because it's going to be it's coming. It's a monster. It's coming. Jeez, Patrick Haas won. This sounds pretty disgusting. So he went zero wide receiver. I think he means zero RB in the draft. He has Hurts, Diggs, Jefferson, AJ Brown, Pitts. Oh my god. I got an RB two and one flex spot left. Who's got so we need an RB and a flex. Who do I pick at ETN? Oh God. Bateman, Allen Robinson, Chase Evans. For, so for to me. He's gonna make me say it. He's yeah, gonna make so, me say it, dude. Yeah, so he's gonna make Clyde me say Delaire. You're definitely yes. going Clyde Delaire in your running back yes. position because he's listen, he's what, like the RB seven, RB six so far? He's RB five or something. Yeah, so it's just disgusting, but you, you have to <laughs> you have to embrace the fact that he's getting the opportunities. Okay. So Kansas city is going up against Indianapolis and Indianapolis sucks. So you yeah. can definitely see a situation where that Edwards Allaire is going to score points. Like he's going to Clyde. Be it, it, it's Clyde and Bateman. Okay. That's easy. I was going to say that the discussion is between Allen Robinson and, and Rashad Bateman. But oh my God. Bateman, it's Bateman is that guy. Bateman is everything yeah. we thought he was going to be maybe better. Maybe he just needs listen. volume. If he yeah. gets any oh, type God. of volume, guys, he is going to be a top eight to seven wide receiver in the league for years to come. Like he, like this guy has shown it. He he roasted the Dolphins in man coverage, roasted them. And what yeah. I, I, I was I was on the golf course. I was talking to somebody on on uh, after hitting a shot, and he was tell, talking to me about Bateman. He was like, "I'm thinking about uh, sitting Bateman this morning." I looked at him. I was like, "Why the hell would you ever Never. sit Bateman?" No. I was like, "No." He's going to, he is a man beating wide receiver. You play that guy against predominantly man coverage teams, and Dolphins are a man predominantly man coverage team. And he just roasts people. So just, just continue to play Bateman. I know the workload (laughs) isn't quite what we wanted, but I think, I think that's going to grow as the season goes on. Um, It has to, it has to. For them to be successful, it has to grow. Yeah, so I, I benched Bateman. Well, look, I've, I'm in so many dynasty leagues and I have so many shares of Bateman that half my leagues I started in week one, half of them I didn't. In week two, he was a locked and loaded starter. Uh, just like we talked about, Drake London is going to be a starter every single week. Rashad Bateman is a starter every single week, Patrick. Now, the problem is you've got a really good team. And so it sounds like you don't have a lot of starting positions, but your team is disgusting. Your team is absolutely disgusting. So- so in let's just, way. since we just, since we just talked about Bateman and we talked about the Dolphins, DBs, it's kind of, I, I know he's not a flex yeah. play, but I'm just going to tell you, right. this is Gabe Davis week. It's a Gabe oh, Davis yeah. week. Gabe, Gabe Davis, Davis is going to go nuclear, guys. Hey, I'm telling you, he's going over 100, a touchdown, and he's going to have opportunities for more. Um, he's going to absolutely roast the man covers just like Bateman did. And I, I'm all for it. Um, he's not a flex play. I just wanted to throw that out there. He's a smash of the week. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that, that game for a second, because listen, sure. I mean, it, it Miami versus the Buffalo bills this week. It's going to be a, a game of stars. It's going to be Jalen Waddle. It's going to be Tyreek Hill. And they're <sighs> going to just smash. It's going to be Stefan Tiggs. It's going to be Gabe Davis. They're going to absolutely smash. The one thing I will caution you on though, if you're Buffalo yes. bills, if, you, if you're rocking out the Jameson Crowder or Isaiah McKenzie, they are cannibalizing each other's opportunities in the slot. 
Okay, so you're risking every single week which guy is going to go and go off. And, you know, Isaiah McKenzie has gotten a touchdown. Uh, last week, neither of them really did anything. So I worry about that. But um, how do you feel about Devin Singletary right now, brother? Like, he, he's been good, right? Like, he's, he's, he's been good. What did I tell you all summer? I said this guy is underrated. He's He yeah. doesn't get any respect. And if you actually listen to the coaches talk about Devin Singletary, he ain't going anywhere. It's the same way. Um, the Jets talk about Michael Carter as the Buffalo Bills talk about Devin Singletary as a leader in the locker room. He's a leader in the locker room. That means so much, guys. Like when you get yes. into the coaches' good graces like that, and they think and they start viewing you as a as a leader, as a leader of men in that locker room, your job is safe, man. I'm telling you. Like yeah. these coaches fall in love with that. They don't care. They don't care because honestly. The Buffalo Bills are not a running offense, okay? They are a pure passing offense, and they just need a compliment running back, and that's what Devin Singletary is. But I can totally see him going and get himself a rushing touchdown this week. Um, well, I don't see why not. I I think that, that I think that game is going to be a shootout like we haven't seen all year. It's going to be one of remember that old Kansas City. Uh, remember Kansas City against the Rams two years ago in LA, where it was like fifty-five oh, yeah. to like fifty. Can't like that's what it's gonna that's what it's gonna be with Miami and Buffalo for years to come with th- those offenses. It's gonna be spectacular. Stack the living shit out of those games in DFS in every awkward way you can. Raheem Mozart is a is a is a dark little dart play there that um, that could be a possible guy in a in a deep uh, DFS lineup because you know guess who's guess who's not playing for the Buffalo Bills? Ed fucking Oliver is out. That dude is a superstar in the inside on that D-line. And with him out, I love Raheem Mozart sneaking out and getting some big chunk yard runs and possibly a score when they get close up into the red zone. I worry that about that that timeshare. I'll be honest with you. Because I think Chase oh, I get is it. still a better player. I get but, it. Uh, I think so Chase that's... Edmonds is a guy that they use as when they're chasing. Like when they're chasing, yeah. I think that is the – I think – but. Miami has so much firepower. They aren't going to be chasing the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to be trading shots all game long. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. I think it's going to be, listen, don't play. If, you, if you're rocking the Bills defense, you got to drop those guys in the street. Drop those guys. They got a bunch of injuries too. How do you feel about Gibson in a non-PPR league? So we're talking zero PPR. I mean, it's tough, but he's still going to lead back in that offense. But he, what, what, what's your, what, what do we talk like? Who, are, who is on the bench, uh, Patrick? Yeah. Because like I, that, that, that tells me more about your situation than anything about Gibson. Yeah, if you can, I like it. You know me. I'm never going to talk ill about my guy Gibson. Come on, man. Like he's like he's my dude. I'm going to rock yeah. him forever. Um, I think he's this gonna, is right, like I said, weather game. For, yeah, he's still getting 14 carries per game. So that's great. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Listen, if, if you if it's a choice between Gibson and Bateman, I'm taking Bateman. Bateman. Over Gibson. Yeah. Go Bateman, Bateman. For sure, brother. Go Bateman, Bateman over Gibson for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, brother. Give me give me one more honorable mention, and then we're gonna get out of here. How about Julio Jones? He's gonna be the only guy that can catch footballs for Tom Brady. <laughs> like, I think I think honestly, he's gonna be the only guy that they're going to have that can actually do something on the outside if he plays like if he if he can play but uh i think he's gonna play i think he has to play um and i think julio jones has to be have a little bit of a renaissance uh game and the targets are going to be there and i i if, if 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 julio starts i trust him if he gets volume so that is my little you know 
easy yeah. out there. If Julio is not playing, oh, are you man. comfortable like playing uh, Gage or Perriman? I- I'm not. I mean, listen, maybe Perriman. Okay, please. we just talked about Perriman. He has a stupid good matchup, so I don't know. I mean, is it, it's 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 too boom or bust to me. Like I think it's like you know the play yeah. of the week, and you're starting this guy every single week. But I think it's going to be Leonard Fournette, man. So in your DFS plays, and listen, go to go to our our, our our the daddy the daddy channel for the true DFS plays of the week, or yeah. listen, become a become a subscriber at dfsarmy.com, and you'll get locked in domination station matchup advice. But for me, Leonard Fournette seems like a smash this week. I'm telling you, yeah. Brandon Cooks has a monster matchup. <laughs> he has one of the best matchups Brandon of the Cooks. week. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. So I know it's a low-scoring game. I know it is, but I think I think that I think that goes over. Honestly, um, I think I think that will hit the over. Um, I know it's two shit teams, but Brandon Cooks is a yeah. must-start this week. Um, he has okay. he's going against K- K- uh, Kindle Vildor of Chicago. Um, yeah. in, in, uh, pre- player profile, he, is, he has a minus 23.6, uh, coverage rating. That's pretty awful. Um, and yes. I just, I just feel like Brandon cooks is that, that, uh, veteran player that can dominate no matter if it's a shit game or not. So I, I just, like I said, I think the Texans win this game and I think this is the game that they can actually get their offense looking like what they want it to look like. Yeah. I mean, it could, it could be very true. Okay. I'm going to give you just a couple quick hitters. And then we're going to sure. close it out here. So every single week until Rondell Moore's back, I'm going to say start. Yes. Dorch um, going up against the Rams, of course. He's going up against Troy Hill, Troy Hill. number 56 for cornerbacks. And what is Greg Dorch play? He plays it at the slot. So yes. um, he's got, he's ran 94 snaps out of the slot and ranks eighth with 80 routes run. And Kyler's been extremely accurate getting involved. He, he's getting, the he ball likes him. He's, he's, he's getting five, six targets every single week. Week one, he got almost double-digit targets. He got a touchdown in week two to save the week. Greg Dorch is a smash play, and he was a free waiver wire pickup pretty much. So he's actually available in a lot of leagues. So if you can go, <laughs> if you're still in your waiver wire in your PPR league, go in and get Greg Dorch. Noah Brown of the Dallas Cowboys. He's There's the another one. wide receiver too. Now Michael Gallup has been practicing this week. If you were watching the waiver wire show, you would have gone up and picked up Michael Gallup. You guys in the banana ham- banana hammock boys were sleeping. I was able to get him for free for nothing. He was just sitting there on the waiver wire. I don't trust Michael Gallup, even if he plays this week. Noel Brown probably is not a safe play if Gallup does play. But if Gallup sets one more week, smash Noel Brown. This is one of your calls. Juju Smith-Schuster going up against the Colts. Juju isn't an every week guaranteed start. This week, the Colts are horrible. It's got a 50-point over-under. Juju Smith-Schuster is a smart play. Uh, going to the Arizona Cardinals game, if James Conner does sit, Daryl Williams Dear is man. a play. You know Benjamin's going to continue to play as a third down back yep. predominantly, which means that Daryl Williams is going to get – the opportunity share and probably going to get those red zone touches. So that is the play there. Christian Kirk, every week starter. Talk about he it. A Talk about it. Start. Listen, he, there's nothing else to say. He, he's, he's Trevor Lawrence. Stud. Trevor Lawrence looks good, man. Trevor Lawrence looks like he is going to be that guy. He needs more time. Um, we've talked about it before. I mean, Christian Kirk isn't a definitive wide receiver one, but he is this year at least. And mm-hmm. wait, swap Gallup for Dorch? No, no. Uh, Jen, hang on, hang on to Michael Gallup. Hang on to Michael Gallup. Don't play him this week. Keep him on your bench because yeah, Gallup's Gallup a, is, Gallup is much better talent than yeah. Dorch ever could yeah, yeah. be. No, yeah. keep keep Gallup, Jen. Um, yeah. Dorch, I'm just talking. To, oh, Gallup over Dorch, I'd say, right? Still, yes. Keep, yeah. keep Gallup over Dorch. Okay, okay. Um, and that's it, man. Those are all my notes. Those are all the guys that we had to mention about. Um, 
One thing I will say is just overall rookie wide receivers. Overall, we thought it was a pretty deep class, mm-hmm. but no real stars. Bullshit. Chris Olave is a star. Garrett Wilson's a star. Jahan Dotson is a star. Keep Drake going. London's a star. Keep going. Keep going. These guys There's are one stars. more. There's oh, one more. Who, who got you? He's yours. My guy. Traylon Burks. That motherfucker oh, is a Trey star. Burks. Just wait until he has a snap share of 80%. He's going to go absolutely nuclear. I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> the, just, just look at the metrics, man. The guy is not getting – they aren't they, – they are breaking him in exactly how they broke in A.J. Brown when he was a rookie. A.J. Brown didn't hit the, the 60% snap share threshold until like the past the first month. So – I'm telling you, they are doing the same break-in. They are doing the same yeah. process with this kid. Um, everybody that got him in Dynasty, if you can go steal him from any shaky Traylon Burks owner, go steal him. Go try and give him, get, go send a second with a, with a player, with some change. See if you can get him. Because that is a – same thing with Kenny Walker. I've been trying to feel out some Kenny Walker got Kenny Walker owners. Um, they are not giving up. They aren't giving – the guys that I've been talking to aren't giving up yet, but – Maybe in a couple more weeks where they're seeing more low usage and all that stuff. But that's another target in the next couple of weeks. But Traylon Burks, before he has that massive breakout, try and acquire him. Yes. Traylon Burks is not a opium. Oh, so good. <laughs> I, I need to make sure I work that in every single week. I just love that one. Um, yeah, I know he's not a hopium play. Traylon Burks is a real deal. Okay, so real deal. we've already talked about this spiel. Go to DFSArmy.com. Become a VIP member. Every single week, people are making people are winning millions of dollars, but more like realistically, they're winning thousands of dollars every single thousands. week. Thousands. Domination Station. We have so much content over to the other DFS Army main channel, as well as so many damn tools. Domination Station is the premier flagship tool over at DFSArmy.com. It gives you your optimized lineups. It's easy to use, and it's got a lot of fun information. We've got cornerback matchups. We have trend tools like there's so much out there go check it out dfsarmy.com get a vip membership and just give it a try and when you start playing it'll pay off in a couple weeks depending on what sort of slates you play but if you're tired of losing at dfs we help average joes become dfs pros so with that brandon we are of course a dfs emory fantasy football show thank you for tuning in we know there's a lot of content out there and thank you for watching to the end so for brandon i'm flex and we are the dfs army fantasy football show good luck this week